on the he's i don't know what he's doing he's doing something but so we wanted to invite uh jeff and andy to the show to not only just kick it and be themselves but mainly to like just let's go over this bike trip that you guys did across america you went from sf to new york city in in how many days uh it was just under three months i think it was 86 days total damn yeah yeah we left uh see you April 1st, 2018, and we ended on July 4th. My goal is to be back in Denver by July 4th, which which we made happen. Was it, uh, did you have to really pump it at the end to, to get that date, or did, were you guys able to stay on schedule and? and no, so we were cruising, actually, kind of the first half of the trip, we didn't, we didn't know what the fuck to expect, like, at all, you know? Um, we both bike a lot. Like, I bike a lot. Jeff bikes pretty good amount he used to bike pretty much just for transportation and like the occasional fun ride um so we didn't really know like how far we could do in a day like consistently day after day after day so we set like a pretty chill goal it was like 60 miles a day and then if we do that we'll hit it exactly on the number any overage miles you know like if we did 65 one day then like we could take a 55 day like in the future um so no we we ended up actually finishing we ended up altering the route and adding about like 600 miles because we were finishing like too early and we already like, you know, we're already out. So why not use the entire time we allotted? Uh -huh. um, so we ended up like detouring to New York city and then up to Boston, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you had extra time. Like you're saying you, you made it across with plenty of time extra. Yeah. Almost like two, almost like three weeks. Whoa. Yeah. I think it was like two weeks. Yeah, so we ended up, like, the goal is to get to Albany so, like, Jeff could move his apartment out because he was, like, trying to move out of his apartment and there was hella shit in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we just got – <laughs> yeah, that apartment was – yeah, I mean, there wasn't, like, a lot of stuff. It was, like, a mattress and, like, an armchair. Was, that's how Jeff rolls. <laughs> hey, I didn't want to move it out. Jeff, where are you? I see you. I know. But you're muted again. He's doing the weeds. I think he's doing the weeds hardcore over there. Dude, too hard. <laughs> I can't. I wish. Oh, uh, you getting tested? Oh, his what? phone died. Oh, no. What? Where's your laptop, dude? Or your charger? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and now my co- Really? Do you have an iPhone? Oh, man. Wow, this is like- this is some pure pirate shit right here. <laughs> All right. Walk the plank. <laughs> huh. All right. Well, let's let him do his thing with his phone and his computer. And then, um, fuck. Yeah. I wanted to hear from Jeff. For sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I just sent you all these graphics cards. What are you talking about? You don't have a computer. It works. Jeez um anyway where were we something about uh yeah so we ended up like two weeks early right getting to albany and then john Knox ended up meeting us and we're like he originally was going to try to go to boston with us and we're like well fuck it we got like two weeks left like let's let's just go straight to new york city so i'd never been to new york city i'd been once when i was a kid but with my dad um he's like yeah dude come out to new york city like crash on my floor and hang out for a few days so we ended up going straight there and uh yeah hanging out in new york city for like three or four days 
and we were still ahead of schedule. So we just kind of meandered up the coast, like through all Connecticut and then all Rhode Island uh, and eventually into Mass. And then we were still a couple of days early. So we detoured over to this brewery called uh, Treehouse Brewery because it's some awesome IPAs that are well known. Uh, and hung out there for like a day, got rained out. So we just like sat in a hotel room trying to kill time. Got to Boston, hung out there for like another four days just because we had time. And yeah, by the end of the trip, it was pretty like pretty mellow. We were cruising like big miles, you know, towards the towards the end, we were doing like I say averaging like 80 to 90 miles a day. Wow. In the beginning, we were like struggling for like 50. <laughs> <laughs> so you think you're just your endurance over the trip, you were just like you're easily doing double what you started. Yeah, I wouldn't say like easily. I mean, double when we started was like 100 a day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like completely different terrain. He was saying um, on some of the downhill bombs that you guys were doing through the mountains. Yeah. Like Andy was down at the bottom for almost 30 minutes behind me because like I was riding my brakes so hard just being, you know, just not as versed on my bike. Because I mean, some of those downhill pitches will put you at 50 miles an hour or plus, right? Yeah, in the very beginning, Jeff was like, pretty timid on that kind of stuff and I, I think I scared him one day the very first day our, our first big hill bomb was like we got to the top of the Sierras right up by Kirkwood and then you're bombing down highway 88 like into Nevada and you're talking it's not like a hill bomb you know it's like a fucking mountain range bomb you're yeah. like a 25 mile bomb <laughs> yeah I mean it's long and it's fast it's like 10 percent grade for like like easily like five or six miles and then it's just chill downhill after that but at the top I was like dude don't ride your brakes too much you got a lot of weight on your bike and you're a big dude like you can lose your you get brake fade and your brakes will go out you know like pulse your brakes let them cool down and so he was like at the very top and he's just like <laughs> like the whole way just because yeah. he wasn't super comfortable on his bike and he's yeah. kind of like getting those bike skills um but yeah <laughs> there was probably one point I was waiting for yeah yeah, he was literally spraying his water bottle on like his brake rotors because they, they heat up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was waiting at the bottom for probably like 10 minutes. <laughs> but it's all good. I mean, 10 minutes is nothing. No. You waited definitely longer for me at the bottom of mountains, definitely, when we've been snowboarding before, when I've just been <laughs> or stuck or like had to dig myself out. And it's like, where the fuck is J-Man? <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes. You're like, dude, do they like fucking alive? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so that's kind of how it all started, right? Like the whole thing was a long time ago. We're like, I started biking the first time you kind of ride like 30 miles. You're like, okay, you know, like that's pretty far. Like I could probably do that again tomorrow. And you like do it again the next day. And you're like, fuck, like I could probably ride that, you know, pretty much every day if I really wanted without it being like too painful. So then you like think about it one day you're like man i wonder how far it is to get across california and you look at it and you're like damn it's only like you know like six days like that's kind of cool i could do that and you're like fuck how long did it take to get across the whole country and you're like three months I'm like that's not that long <laughs> that's a long time but it's not like it's not crazy so it was just kind of in the back of our heads dude i think it's pretty impressive that you guys accomplished that but i will say knowing you uh just growing up knowing you when you said you were going to do it, I had no doubt about it. <laughs> it was more like you were going to drag other people along the way with you just because of your like, 
I don't know, like, it's like, there's a stubbornness about you that gets things that you want done. And, you know, it's something that I really admire about you. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, like, so this specific trip came up with Jeff, like, I think it was like two years, a year before it happened. We're at Burning Man, and um, I just proposed to my now wife, Allie. And Jeff's like, dude, let's just do a bachelor party across the country. <laughs> I'm like, I'm probably down, dude. Like, I'm not that psyched to my job, you know? <laughs> I kind of want to quit. And he's like, let's do it. So, you know, like a few months go by and, and like things aren't really lined up at work. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of like ready to move on, you know, like, and it's lined up and Jeff's like, I don't have a job or like, I'm ready to quit my job. I forget. Um, and like, dude, are you serious about this? Like, you want to do this? He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude, like, here's like, here's the leave date. You know, I was like, you got to like, tell me if you're in. Cause like, I'm going, you hope you're coming. <laughs> he's like, I'm in hundred percent in doing it. I was like, all right, dude, I'm putting my like two weeks in at work, start planning it. And there's like a whole bunch of logistics stuff that kind of sucks. Like you got to figure out like, how are you going to get health insurance when you're like out of work for like myself and my wife? Cause like I was paying for all that through my work and then like you can get Cobra insurance and it's stupid, but like that was going to be like 1200 a month, like outrageous amount of money. And I like, I just quit my job, you know, like I don't fucking have 1200 a month. <laughs> wait wait cobra insurance say that again cobra's like uh it's kind of dumb but it's it's when you leave your job you have like the option to continue purchasing your insurance as if your company was purchasing it but you pay for it all uh uh-huh. if you have really good insurance you it costs a lot per month so that, that's what cobra is but um yeah so we do a whole bunch of logistics stuff like <laughs> like even small logistic was like jeff's knee like jeff had had but you've had ACL surgery on both knees or just one or two on one. I don't remember. Yeah. One of his knees was like both. real bugging him. So he came out to Colorado. I was like, dude, let's do a test ride. You know, let's see if you can do 60 miles in a day. Cause if you can't like, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> so we did I mean, it. We really done 60 miles around here on my mountain bike. Maybe, maybe my, honestly, it might've been 55 and uh, God damn to think of doing that every single day with you guys. I, I don't know if I could do that. And I consider yeah. it, it's like in shape, you know, where it's like, um, not to say that like you don't consider yourself in shape, but it's like, if you look at our body types, they're different. For know? sure. I, I'm a big dude. Right. But, um, but then it's just like, you're just like crush the whole country. Like, what? yeah, there he is. Jeff, I think I heard you. No. Come on there. Oh my god. Well, are you have like ramp slow mo audio. <laughs> this is the best so far. <laughs> Do you have your like voice like machine for discarding like hiding your voice on or something? It sounds so distorted. There you are. Oh, I just had to do another computer. That one didn't work. Ah, there he is. There's the other the other guy. It, first of all, it wasn't when Andy proposed to his wife. It was before that because I'm a loud mouth and I was the last person he told there. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, on a day where like the girls are like, we're going to have a girl's day. And they just fucking left. And we were like, all right, fine. I guess we'll kick it. Boys day. And then I was like, wait, our friend has like art car and we go <laughs> over there and they were like, 
oh, we do, but we don't have any gas. And our buddy brought all this extra gas, but he had all this, like, generator shit. Everything he brought fucking broke. So, like, he had, like, 15 gallons of gas for no reason. So we go over to this guy's art car, and he's like, oh, yeah. They drive us over. They didn't have a funnel. So they, they made a funnel out of uh, Tanqueray and uh, seltzer water and, like, just poured the seltzer. So we were, like, shit-faced. And then he told me. And I, I think in that rage, because we discussed it jokingly before, I was like, for your bachelor party, we will ride across the country. You know, I was like, oh, if you're going to do that, then, you know. And I was like, we were all fucked up, like really fucked up. I couldn't walk back. Like, I think that, that yeah, you like, Andy and Russell had to like carry me. They threw me on my bike, though, and I fucking made it home. And that's how I knew that I would make it across the country. <laughs> Yo, I just I just want to like take a moment and um, connect you guys both fully to Aaron. And Aaron has like taken the time out of his day to jump on this call last minute. But I was I was trying to prep Aaron and be like, hey, uh, this is a hard group to nail down. And and a lot of times when you get like really spiritually high people together, tech will not work. It literally will say like, this is like, it's not ready to be put out. So when Jeff's microphone is distorted, it's like, just that's because it's like being is very expanded and like on, on another levels all at the same time. So bear with us. <laughs> yeah. You sound like poltergeist. Yeah. Still right now. Yeah. But it's, it's there. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's big. That sounds good. That sounds better. Um, well, thanks. Thanks for coming, Aaron. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Weirdos. Yeah, my, my roommate was like bringing a bunch of stuff, and I'm in the garage currently. My roommate was bringing stuff in the back, so I was like, ah, that's fine. I was like, Your roommate, oh. that mannequin. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I use it for recording ASMR. Oh, <laughs> Yo, I gotta send you guys some of Aaron's tunes. He makes some really, really cool electronic stuff. You dig oh, yeah. it. Well, I, I don't know how many times uh, Jeff has been to Burning Man, but Andy, you've been, what, 10, 10 times, 11 times? Yeah, 10. 10? Are you yeah. done? Jeff's like, I don't mean, it, it's done for the moment. Like, I skipped <laughs> here, and then and then it just got canceled this year. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You didn't still yeah. go? Dude, my buddy went. <laughs> I, I live in Colorado now, so it's pretty far. Oh, yeah. That's a pain. It's the chill, like, thousand-mile drive each way. <laughs> <laughs> or bike. <laughs> oh, gosh. Take bike, that could be fun, I guess. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I feel like the crazy thing about biking is not really the distance. It's, like, the, uh, the like, weather. It's, like, all the other shit, you know? Like, yeah, if you're biking, like, you could bike all that mileage on a flat track, no problem. That doesn't sound scary, but it's, like oh, we're going up mountains and we're going to get rained on and hailed on and snowed on and all this shit, you know. That's like, yeah. I'm curious what that part of it was like for y'all. So that was, yeah, that's kind of interesting, right? So, I mean, I like to break the trip up into like kind of two major sections, like the east and the west. Um, we'll start in the west because we started in San Francisco. But the west is like gnarly, you know. There's not a lot of towns. There's not a lot of people and the terrain's like heavy. You're across like California. Whereas you get into Nevada, Nevada has the most mountain ranges of any state in the country. Then you still got all of Utah, which is like 
fucking valleys and mountains everywhere and shitty road grades. And then you get into Colorado, you can still get across the Rockies. Uh, you eventually get up to like the highest point, which was Monarch Pass, right, Jeff? Monarch? Um, yeah, you get to Monarch. And like, then you're like, all right, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> um, so yeah, the West was gnarly. There's days you go three days without seeing any towns riding 80 miles a day with like 6,000 to 7,000 feet of climbing. Hey, is it just me? Is, is this echoing right now on, on everybody else's? Yeah. yeah, I got an echo. Okay, cool. All right. Um, but maybe, okay, so let's let's just scale it back and then Andrew, Andy, can you like just take us back through the West and then we can mute everybody but you? Yeah. Because I don't know, we've only done up to three people on the call and uh, this is definitely the most echo we've had. Yeah, I mean, everyone can like mute themselves until they're, when they're ready to talk. I can just like, yeah. Okay, okay. So, all right. So, where were we? Um, all right. You're telling me the West was the gnarliest. Yeah, Jeff, mute yourself. Unless you're going to talk. All right. He's got headphones. Is that better? Oh, cool. Okay, so we're in the West, right? San Francisco and, and the West is like gnarly. The West is very mountainous, very remote and like hot. There's no, sh there's not a lot of like shade. There's, it, you kind of just get on and you got to prepare for like the next few days. And that's kind of what we got right off the bat. Um, neither of us trained at all other than like my normal bike rides that I would do, which are like 30, I don't know, probably like 60 miles a week or something. Um, so we like right off the bat, just get like slapped in the face. Our very first day out, we leave San Francisco and we have like a 50 mile day, which is supposed to be an easy day to like our campsite outside Davis. Um, and <laughs> we start riding to Davis and realize halfway there that we don't have any food for dinner. <laughs> we might pack any groceries or anything. Um, and we look at the map and we just passed like 10 miles ago, like the last grocery store. No. So we're like, fuck. <laughs> so we get to the campsite anyway we're just like all right we're gonna go hungry or we're gonna like figure something out maybe they'll have like a camp store or nothing with like fucking snacks <laughs> so we get there and there's nothing and it's like starting to get dark there's fucking peacocks everywhere like literal <laughs> peacocks and it's mating season and they're like making these like horrendous fucking peacock noises and it's dark and there's like crazy spiders everywhere <laughs> um so we get there and we're like, all right, what do we do? There's no cell phone signal, right? I have like one bar of like non-LTE. I have no data or anything. So I literally call 411, dude. Cause I have one bar, I can make like like calls. <laughs> and I make 411 call and I'm like, hey, is there like a pizza place in this town? <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah. And they connected me to like some random ass pizza spot. And I was like, hey, would you guys like deliver a pizza to like this campsite number? It's not that far from you. And they're like, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so like, you know, like an hour goes by and this fucking like 1970 something Mercedes rolls up and, and like, hey, are you guys, uh, is this Andy? <laughs> Got like a large cheese. <laughs> this is like day one. We're just like fucking killing it right off the bat. No food. <laughs> That's some glamping shit right there. Dude, I know. Roll up. Yeah. Fresh. 
so that was that was pretty funny um yeah then it, we eventually made it over to like jeff's brother's house in sacramento i think we made that the next day from like davis to there um and jeff's brother's like a super good bike mechanic uh so we got there and at the time jeff had pretty much like no cycling gear very minimal he had like a t-shirt and like maybe a pair of bike shorts that you got on like craigslist no not even a pair of bike shorts <laughs> uh yeah so you get there his brother's like his brother's like a gnarly road cyclist the guy like bikes fucking everywhere and he has all the top of the line shit because he's like in the industry you know and been in it for like since he's like high school so he he's like dude jeff just like have like here's like three gear kits you know like jersey whatever shorts here's like here's all like a here's a helmet because jeff had some like goodwill helmet <laughs> <laughs> oh you still have him nice Good. We're gonna put those back to use in a couple weeks. This, like, this one is hell. It was like a three hundred dollars shirt or something. Yeah. Uh, but he just gave it to me, so he's like, uh, "My wife won't let me spend money on stuff, but now because I gave you this, uh, I can buy new stuff." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was like how Jeff came up on most of his gear, and then the, whatever was left, we just like went to REI that day and just like bought the minimum stuff he needed and then uh, but you guys meet like a third cat like along the way there was like a third party that joined you guys yeah so this is actually Corey. yeah this is actually the next day right so the day after we leave jeff's house we ride up to this house i don't remember where somewhere in the foothills this year is pine like valley a, or something that sounds right um it's uh that amador so valley yeah, there's a, there's a website called Warm Showers, which is basically like a couch surfers just for cyclists. This like old lady's house and her husband, and they're like, yeah, we don't even bike, but my son biked across country and he like used the site, so we put our house up on it. So we stay at this lady's house and she's like, oh, it's weird, I had some guy here last night. He had the coolest bike. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, I took a picture of it, right? She shows me a photo of it. And it's like the exact same bike I have. Like same year, same everything. I'm like, that's fucking weird. It's not a common bike. It's like a Colorado specific brand. Um, and back back when we did this a couple of years ago, like gravel bikes weren't that popular, and this was a gravel bike, and I was like, damn, that's weird. It's the was only like, gravel bike that that it's the only gravel bike that that company makes. They only make mountain bikes besides that, so it's not like they're well known for it or anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> we're like, do you know where he's going? She's like, yeah, I think he's going to Boston. We're like, what the fuck? Like, dude, we're going to Boston. Like, who else is leaving one day before us going to Boston, you know? Like, can we get his number? So we call him, or Jeff calls him. And like, hey, man, do you want to, like, meet up and, like, split a hotel in Nevada? <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah, whatever. You know, he's like, man, we can maybe, like, all three roll out into, like, Nevada together. So we get, to, we meet up with this dude in Fallon, Nevada. With, I think a day later, two, maybe two days later, we caught up to him. This dude rides fast. Um get to the hotel, like, hey, like, obviously it's you, you know, you've got a bike and no car too. <laughs> so like, hang out for a minute and we go to get like, China, I don't even, some Vietnamese food, I think, right? What was it, pho? What? I can't hear you. That's what I'm saying, dude. Spiritually high people <laughs> yeah. do not fucking connect sometimes. Um, I've, I've done, I've worked with them a lot. Like seriously, <laughs> tech is a nightmare. It's literally a nightmare. Damn. 
like Jeff right now is he's in a state that's like you'd want to capture him in any way you can, but it's impossible. Like <laughs> not gonna Jeff happen. Like, nope, it's not ready for where he's at. <laughs> uh, we're not ready uh, for the truth. Like, can uh, can we bring up some of your photography work? Like not even we don't have to bring up your photos just yet or whatever, but like some just your background as a photographer. Uh, yeah. Like why does that play into your bike if it does play into your bike? life it doesn't too much actually so i mean i used to do a lot of photography back starting in high school all the way through college and maybe like my first couple years out of college Uh um it was my minor i was like completely obsessed with it like it's all i really did you know i I was always in the skate crew i kind of sucked at skateboarding so i just started taking photos (laughs) i was like this is a way i could keep like skating and hanging out uh (laughs) and still feel like i'm part of the crew you know so just did that and um yeah I i loved photography forever and after college, it kind of started to fade, um, mostly because I just got another job. It was I moved towns where I had kind of built my photography business in Reno, and then moved back to the Bay Area, and it was hard to it was hard to like start that back up. Um, so I found another job, started working in tech, and kind of just lost it. And then it's kind of weird now. Like it had nothing to do with biking, but like I didn't I didn't even take a camera across the country. I, I brought a GoPro in my phone, <laughs> and I just took all the pictures in my phone. And there's nothing like super amazing from it. Like they're cool photos just because you're doing cool shit. Like they're going to come out pretty interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, not having a giant SLR was pretty nice because they're not very light. Like you've, you've made a per, per, like a hundred percent professional career and separated your artwork from it completely. Yeah. I mean, I don't even take photos at all anymore. Like I haven't picked up my camera in probably two years. Do you feel like that's like a, a craving that you have, or like there's a creative like inkling, or you have you have other outlets for it now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I basically all that time I was doing making art, I've more just taken into being outside. Like just uh-huh. either I, I got really into climbing for a long time. I'm still pretty into it. It's kind of hard with COVID, but um, yeah, or biking. Like I I just bike a lot, and now I got the house and you know, the wife and the dog. So I got plenty of shit to keep me moving day to day, but not a whole lot of, oh, sorry. Looks like someone joined. It did, didn't it? <laughs> Monero. <laughs> oh, there he is. Dude, he's getting like multiple angles of himself. This is, is going to do a live performance. A second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, not not too much photography in my life these days. Mostly just uh, mostly just biking and climbing. Oh, there you are. I had to set up the interface. <laughs> oh, nice. That works. Dude, he's there. Just finally there. He's got an even better setup than any of us. Dude, yeah. yeah. Audio's all <laughs> now. Yeah. Oh, this is ghetto. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. So Jeff, like day three like what's your feeling you're fucking three days into going across the country on your bike following this man actually we were going up a mountain i think and it was like pretty good because that night before i think andy's dad had driven us up soup that his (laughs) and beyonce had made from scratch uh because we were like a three-hour drive away and he's like a harley dude so he's like a beautiful day buzzing up and with like some tall cans we're camping behind this lodge that's can you turn your gain up at all on your mic 
Yeah. How's that? Better. It's more, more the, the more the better. Okay. Okay, good. That's as loud as it's gonna go. You can take it down like a touch from there. There we go. Keep check, right. check. Is that good? Yeah. All right. So we're camping behind this uh, spot. His pop rolls up, and it felt good because we went up all day, and we were gonna crest over the next day. This is like one of our hardest days, given. I think we rode twenty-five miles this day. Yeah. And it was in like six hours. Like we were going yeah. like three miles per hour. Yeah. Every 45 minutes we were stopping and like eating the goo. There's like this uh, energy. It's like, yeah, energy, energy gels. And so like I would be looking at the clock because on the, the directions, it's like every four. And I was like, dude, 45 minutes fucking goo up. And, uh, so, and we like were camping behind the spot. The fucking people rolled up while we were there. And they're like, oh, yeah, we what own it. We're going to renovate it. It's going to be sick. Yeah, feel free to camp. So it was real friendly. And uh, yeah, so it was motivating. And I wasn't totally dead. My knees weren't fucked. If my knees were going to get fucked, I thought that was like a good sign that they'd made it halfway up these mountains. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the weather was nice. So it wasn't a lot to deal with in that sense. But like a few days later, I got hit hard. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so you should you should tell this. This is the first day I said we, we met up with that guy, Dave LaCorey, who we met from the Warm Showers host, who's also going to Boston on bike a day ahead of us. So we get to Fallon, Nevada. And uh, like I said, we're going to get, I think it was Vietnamese food, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we sit down and we had the bright idea to order like seafood in the middle of Nevada. <laughs> I had the seafood pho and I had the seafood lo mein and I should have yeah. had something I knew they were going to boil, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm fine. You know, maybe a little bit of bubble guts, nothing too bad. But, Jeff is like floored. Fucking well, like, full-on food poisoning. That was me uh. and Andy's both of our longest day riding ever. It was like 86 miles. We went over the top, down, and uh, into Nevada. And I think then, it was the day after that. but Oh, it was. You're right. It was the day after. And either way, we uh, ate a lot of shit that day. I had a bunch of Sonics, and then we ate a whole pizza. Little Caesars, yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> I just woke up at midnight, like, fucking throwing up. And I just met this dude, Dave, you know, who's kind enough to split this thing with us. And from my perspective, I was, like, living on couches. Like, not like I was homeless. It was because I wanted to be down in L.A., but it was like doing favors for people and like those people's patience and the amount of favors they had for me to do had run out. And it's like, I hadn't lived with my family for like a decade. So I didn't want to go back there. So it's like, I'm vomiting all over this room. And this wasn't for some, sometimes I've had food poisoning and you throw up like two or three times for 12 hours and you're set. Like this shit lasts for 24 hours straight. I couldn't eat food. You know, it was like, you didn't drink water. No, it was out of the ordinary. And uh, then, like, Dave, this is a cool sign, too, because, like, right off the bat, he's like, yeah, we should probably, like, keep the hotel room for another day so you can, like, rest yeah. up. Yeah. And that was the beginning of Nevada was, like, really miserable for me the first few days. <laughs> so bad for, like, pretty much the whole time, dude. Yeah, I had a really, it was very, like, trying. But I had, like, nowhere else to go. Like, I had no home to go to. There was, like, some other couch I'm going to stay on or in my fucking tent with these guys tonight, you know? 
<laughs> so it was like, might as well go into the desert. So he, what is it? So we keep going, right? So we take the full day off to let Jeff like fully recover. I mean, and even the start of the next day, he's like, I'm, dude, I'm fucked. You know, like this sucks, but we got to go. So we got to go. So sure enough, he packs up his bike and he's like, guess we're going. And this is like, I mean, this is like the last big town for a while. I mean, like, I don't even know. What do you think, Jeff? Like 700 miles, 600 miles? Really Nevada at least. Yeah. Or so like, like 350 miles? All across Nevada, you know? Like, so the, yeah. It. It's the border town between Utah and Nevada. That's like the next big town. And wow. that by big town, it's like they have three <laughs> restaurants. Yeah, 10,000 people maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so the next day we like... state For anyone who hasn't even just driven across Nevada, like... It's you big, dude. Almost in Cali, and it's like, oh hell no! You still got to <laughs> Nevada. Yeah, no, you're not even close, dude. So we get, we finally find our campsite. We promised Jeff a short day. It ended up being like a seventy mile day, not <laughs> short at all. And we found a, a pretty dope campsite. To be fair, like pretty sick, middle of nowhere, beautiful sky, you know. And like in the middle, uh, I believe this is that night, Jeff. Didn't you lay down on your fucking pad? starts blowing air in your face no that was the final time of that pad but it went flat that day didn't it, it? that was the first time that my <laughs> rei sleeping pad and let me put a plug here like fuck rei sleeping pads <laughs> products but never buy because we have another close friend similar thing happened but yeah yeah and it wasn't <laughs> i patched it and it worked for like four hours enough for me to fall asleep and then to be woken up by like 20 degree earth yeah i mean the, with your body this is like first week of april you know in april and like high desert it gets cold in there i mean you're talking like definitely like at least upper 30s probably more like upper 20s uh, um so he's like on the cold hard ground after not sleeping from vomiting the last two nights <laughs> but so and, yeah, what, what level of documentation did you guys do for this like just the instagram stuff or yeah pretty much were you writing um, it all jeff or you're like i have it written up yeah i just need a place to publish it where i've gone back through and recalled as much as i could from each of the days and because i mean i have to say it's just like i've said it so many times to you guys but i just it's unbelievable to me and especially as somebody who's now now just getting into mountain biking and like just hitting 50 miles a day on a bike to think you guys were just putting that down and then by the end we're two weeks early cruising 90 miles a day it's like that's insane i mean that is insane and you said you gained weight on the trip somehow <laughs> we like leveled out which is funny you want me i can share my screen and show you some of these photos yeah yeah please do. i did not oh it says i'm still disabled i oh, gotta make it the most none of my pants fit and i tore yeah. pants during it so like <laughs> eating gravy so, and milkshakes yeah i think what i what i as far as the weight thing goes <laughs> between california and denver i lost like 15 or i think like 17 pounds um which is hilarious because there's not a lot of food or water or anything um can you see my screen no yeah i can see it yeah yeah oh perfect mm -hmm. oh sick okay so yeah so <laughs> i lost like 17 pounds and then by the time we got back to to new york or boston i think i gained 15 back <laughs> i'm trying there's to so much focus on something what am i looking at there we go how about there 
Okay, yeah, nice. All right. <laughs> uh, this is climbing up the Sierras, right? So this is like day three or something. Uh, we're getting elevation pictures, right? Getting close to the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is pretty much at the top now. And this is April in California? Yeah, it's like April, April 9th. There we go, it says at the top actually. It was a pretty light snow year, which is kind of, we got lucky because we left pretty early as far as like bike tours go. Yeah. This is on, this is on highway 80? 88. 88. Oh my goodness. What's yeah. the Finley Pass? Blah? Uh, Kirkwood. Kirkwood. Is this Jeff right here? Or is that you? It's Jeff. So I, I'm pretty much all the photos are of Jeff because I did most of them in videos and stuff. Because he's the rock yeah. star. <laughs> yeah this is yeah exactly he's he's the face of the group you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we're cooking ramen noodles on the side of the highway oh this is sick that's so cool yeah and this is the very very top of the sierras which is pretty sick finally made it like beat and then end up riding like another 40 miles downhill what do you think about all this aaron is this anything you'd ever do like a distance or an endurance type of challenge Oh yeah. I mean, I love kind of like long, I've done some long bike rides, nothing like that, but, um, cause we had the Vipassana discussion yesterday and it's like, you got some serious nerve if you're going to sit through a Vipassana. So it's like, Oh, yeah, here's, here's food poisoning Jeff. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah that's, like, that's like real travel right there when you get sick. Yeah. Oh fuck, man. Yeah. Then Andy's day exploring Fallon while we had nothing else to do. <laughs> uh, I missed my dog. <laughs> Let's see. I think we're getting to that like cool campsite. This is still Jeff just riding um, in the middle of nowhere. All right, all right. Go back to the dunes. Yeah, look at the like, but the rigs that you guys are riding, like, there's very little bags on there. I mean, it, like it was it. like a seventy-pound bike. <laughs> Felt like a lot. <laughs> Three water bottles? Four water bottles? I have five, actually. That's the heaviest part. Yeah, for sure. The heaviest part is water. How much does this bike cost? I think my bike was like 2500 But I tried to buy it. I didn't buy like the cheapest touring bike I could get. I tried to buy a bike that when I was done with this trip, like I would still really enjoy riding. Mm -hmm. Right, because I, I like riding my bike. Bucks or something. That's, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. I mean, the bags and stuff add a little bit more. Like, I think the bags are probably another like four hundred, maybe for me. Uh huh. Let's see if I can turn this thing. How much was your bike, Jeff? Brand new. I think it ran like fifteen, but it it was yeah, buddies who was like, I got lucky. Like me and Andy had only vaguely talked about this, and my buddy like was trying to buy music equipment, and he worked at a bike shop, so he was like, I got this bike. Do you want it? And I was like, That fits me, dude. I'll ride that. And then Andy was like, actually, that's the perfect bike. It's like a touring. Yeah. So. It like came with both front. His bike came with both front and back brake uh, racks, right? So you could have like panniers in the front and panniers in the back. Mm -hmm. They even got um, bags and stuff. Yeah. And like fenders and it had like big tires. Like it was like perfect mm -hmm. bike touring bike. <laughs> so whose bike are we looking at right now? This is Andy's or Jeff's? This is mine. This is mine. Yeah. This one's sick. I like this one. Yeah. It's a good bike. It's been uh, it's treating me well. I just, I just went on a 50 mile ride on today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is still sand dunes. Jeff's kind of like getting 
getting uh, getting healed off of his his uh, vomiting session. So this is where we end up camping for the night. Right. This is this is where his pad ended up popping mm-hmm. first time. Oh man! <laughs> After him being uh, sick like that. Yeah, dude, it was rough. It was rough for sure. I'm good, but nonetheless, it was a hell of a campsite. It's beautiful out there, and there's no one around. Yeah. What What was the uh the, with the other guy, Dave? You said what was like? What do you think he was going through his mind? You know, because I feel like it'd be like, oh yeah, let's ride with you, and then like, I can't make no. it. Like, oh. <laughs> sure, sure. Dave had tried to do this before last year, and he was like much more, I would say, athletic than Andy and I. At least the things that he did, he was like a road biker, and he ro- ro- rode with the How- Harvard team, I think, or the MIT team. He used yeah, to he was like friends with those those like guys or something. So like to train, he loaded his bike up with like I think something like seventy pounds of water, and he <laughs> rode around the city. So. He, he trained for the year before. He tried from east to west in the winter and immediately within like the first week and a half blew his knee out. And so this is Dave, by the way, up here. So you can see that Dave has the same exact bike as me. Okay. So wait, right, he blew his knee out on the trip by himself? Yeah, so he was like mobbing through the rain in the White Mountains, which are in like Vermont. And This is the year before. Yeah. The year so before. He was trying it and he... He just like pushed himself, but he was going like 80 miles a day right off the bat every day uphill. And even, I don't know, I'm sure you can train, but still like you're not going to sleep in a tent for two weeks straight and run 50 miles and go to work. Like, you know, you're not going to train in every way you can do it. And so I think that he, first of all, enjoyed having other people or like wanted other people just to have, that support if like shit happened which it did like his spokes started breaking immediately like through the nevada desert we're like we're not gonna have access to a bike shop for like 500 miles his spokes started breaking oh my god because of the way whatnot um so you'll kind of see like throughout all these pictures i started trying to teach some consistency and like i'd like these photos of like through my bars because that's kind of like fucking ahead of you all day and like what you're looking at all day yeah so yeah, you'll see a lot of these kind of photos throughout this whole like series. Um, so this was actually the heaviest my bike ever was. <laughs> this is when we we're going into like I think it was like a three day stretch with no water. Oh man, it's a part uh, of Utah that is the oh, most. This is still Nevada. Really? But yeah, we're not quite well, the there. The water one was in Utah. Um, yeah, that this. This one's in Nevada, but there's another another one with Utah, I'm sure. The farthest. So how how did you guys water. know like you were gonna go up, you're about to hit a stretch where you're not gonna have water for three days? Dude. So a mutual friend of ours, Maxton. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So a buddy from Omega worked at this thing called the Adventure Cycling Association. And Andy kind of like mentioned that we kind of want these maps. And I was looking at Maxton's Instagram like this dude works for him. So I hit him up and these maps are nice. They're, they're like a thick paper and they have all this great. They tell you everything, dude. Like, like this section, like pick up water here. If you don't know where to camp, like ask the guy at the church. Yeah. Super detailed info for like specific for bike travel. Right. Very fun and interesting maps. Wait, so so can you say the name of the map company again then? It was the Adventure Cycling Association? Yeah, ACA, the Adventure Cycling Association. Okay, cool. 
and they started their basis was like a cross-country ride that was like a big group of people in like the 70s but anyway maxton was like yeah i do work for him i can get you these maps you know for a really great price and so that was our push push off but dave also brought like this whole next level to planning like apps that had like you know like all trails and things similar that we may have heard of but didn't implement like this guy took us from like a nice straight like bike ride across the country like up through dirt roads that would be like hard to find again Mm. yeah yeah dave was like like i'm a pretty i like to plan things pretty well but leave i don't i don't get too crazy this guy's like all right today we're we're like this is what's in the distance this is going to be a 8500 feet of climbing blah 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 can't do that in two days we're gonna need this like he was down to the t about everything coming up which is really it was kind of like a godsend more than we would have expected like we probably would have made it fine but it was nice to have that info made it but we wouldn't have found things like dave hoy's fucking bug museum in the middle of pine valley utah i was talking about this to someone just yet just like these little things that are like the real gems of experience at that same place we found like 12 beers in the dumpster at the campsite (laughs) probably three two but we didn't care (laughs) you still drank them (laughs) it was definitely three two (laughs) <laughs> we held on the we rode with them for like 60 miles and then oh we... that a boys that's the true pirate true pirate in you we are <laughs> oh great i forgot what i was talking about uh, was, right, well, anyway. three day water like you were going through utah for three days and there would be oh. no water or something this was the Nevada one. I guess he's talking about your bike was just racked. Yeah. So for at some point we thought we were going to need a shitload of water and uh, I just stocked up. Right. So I mean, I have the five bottles on there that I normally carried every day. And then I added another four like liters. I think my bike was probably around like 95 or hundred pounds at this point. Well, you got to understand too, that like sweet Andy was like, well aware that like I wanted to be easy on my knee. So he and Dave at times we're like oh no we're carrying the water you know like you can carry your stuff but we've got the reserves so you wouldn't carry water jeff Uh, not that i wouldn't carry water but if we needed like the extra two or three gallons that can be like 10 to 20 pounds and who knows if that could make or break the next few days for my knee because i don't know you know still don't know the threshold i see yeah his knee was really timid like towards the beginning of the trip, but like the first half, basically until Colorado, maybe even a little past, it was like every day we were generally stopping because like his knee was starting to hurt and we didn't want to push it too far. Yeah. Right. Cause we have a lot of, a lot of- listen to this. that doesn't know Jeff. Like I, you, I know you've torn ACLs in both knees and um, so, but you're also mentioning Dave having an injury on the knee. Did, did he have an ACL tear? Like, is that something that like is, is a big deal for people that want to get into cycling or no, nah. No, no, he had some arthritis of some type, like acute arthritis from overworking. Um, But a lot of the rehab was the same. So he had so much crucial information of being like, this is how you should be riding your bike, like 80 RPMs and trying to keep a lot of motion and stuff. These are the stretches. So it was nice to have someone who had been through the routine and was like, uh, because Andy's been like, 
lucky or like well coordinated enough in his sports that he's never had like a never like fucking torn anything broken bones you've broken your arms before right oh so it's like he had he always had sympathy and like never like question if i was but like dave was like this is i know we can do this about it because i've been through it that was helpful like crazy i have like helpful insights to like no you should be able to push through it or you can't like i i don't really have that stuff i'm sorry it looks like my do you want us watching your screen still andy i don't care (laughs) i mean you could just pull up your instagram too yeah, because you also made pedals just for the trip, right? Yeah. Let's see. Where's Insta? I forget. I don't even have it on my phone anymore. But it still exists. That's cool. Yeah, because you're a non-Instagrammer. No, not my not my jam. It's where I'm a non-Snapchapper, and I have like no idea why, but like just I don't do it. I don't know. Instagram just makes me feel like shit makes me feel like i'm not as cool as everyone else yeah <laughs> so i just like dude, i'm just not gonna be on this yeah you want to make me feel good as if i just get off of this forever <laughs> oh it's too bad because some of these photos are so cool oh here we go i mean they're still on here um oh this is a good good day right here so <laughs> i love hot springs and so all my eyes are fucking peeled the whole time for hot springs and on one of these maps that maxton gave us i see this thing called hot spring hill and that's why we had the water jeff oh oh yeah we did need the water (laughs) uh blessed are we with technology and just google mapped it and we're like oh yeah there's some sort of pools over there we show up to this fucking broke spoke hot spring bro <laughs> like three <laughs> dudes where this is at this point dave's spokes had started to break so things were getting if too many break you're gonna fuck your wheel up and we're not gonna be able to proceed further but luckily niner the company was gonna mail him the proper thing to a hotel that we're gonna stay at the night they're after. overnighting a wheel from like germany or some shit for him yeah. on a full warranty because this thing started failing at him in the middle right? of the desert so all he needed though i think we already had it by that point actually but he needed this tool yeah because this was the night for sure he needed a cassette tool to take it off and so he ordered one and it was coming uh. to this hotel but like so as we're falling asleep we're all in this hot tub it's got three seats it's romantic you know it's actually kind of lukewarm but either way we we all crash out and as we're crashing out we see these lights lights rolling up on us and it's getting dark and we are like three or four more miles off of a dirt road and it's like is this a park ranger no it's it's the park dpw land no one's gonna fuck with us like but it's the middle of nevada so like every sign has bullet holes and you never know like who the fuck's rolling up? <laughs> they, gonna be they leave us alone and we wake up in the morning and uh, they start walking over with their dog looking friendly and Dave just yells at them like, any chance you got a cassette tool? And he's like... So he's like, when you break a back spoke, usually it's on the side with the gears, right? So normally you can change this kind of shit out on the side of the highway, like not too difficult, but when you break one on the drive side, you have to like remove the entire cassette to get the access to those spokes. Right, so that's the ones that normally break because all the spoil tension is and the weight in the back. 
So that's what broke, like three spokes on his drive side. And he didn't have the tool to take off the cassette to repair him. You know, we're like, so we're, every person we passed in the last like, you know, three or four days, you've been asking like, hey, I know you don't have a bike or anything, but do you have a cassette tool? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sure enough, go ahead. Yeah, this dude's walking over with his dog and he's like, do you have a, Dave's like, do you have a cassette tool? And he's like, you, you asked the right person, like I have a whole bike shop. And this guy designed mountain bike frames where his wife did marketing for ski spots to try and get them to open to mountain bikes in the summer to like, you know. And so he pulls out this cassette tool and uh, everything you needed. I'm packing a bowl. If you want to smoke. And this this quote stayed with me uh, the rest of the time. What self-respecting mountain biker doesn't smoke pot? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, that was, another, that was another little bit of magic right there, undoubtedly. Yeah, that's kind of where we are. Yeah. Um, so, like the like, I just gotta ask: Does skateboarding have some sort of influence on a trip like this? Because, like, the level of like, why the fuck are you guys? here right now right there's no reason for you to be <laughs> other than to be whether it's riding your skateboard or like you're riding your bike across the country it's like y'all are just doing your thing and like most people think that shit they don't think it's normal and like that's what skateboarding is to me that's what riding your bike across the country is like to me that shit is not normal you know like that's breaking molds everywhere you go so like is this the first time you guys are doing this? Cause it seems like you're like, all right, he broke his spoke in the middle of here and we're getting it wheel overnighted. It's like, it seemed like, seemed like you had some sort of insight into like solving these kinds of problems on the commission like this in the past. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily in the past. There's like always general problem solving, but beforehand you gotta be like, you gotta think like you're going to break down in the middle of the desert, you know, cause that's fucking possible. So like, what are you going to do? You know, like, do you know how to change out your own spoke? Okay, no. Like, do you know how to hitchhike? Is that an option? You got to be kind of thinking left and right on all these scenarios ahead, like if something goes wrong. Because, I mean, it's a bike. It's just a bike. It can break. And if it breaks, you're, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> um, unless you're prepared. So he's just always in the back of his mind. Like, we didn't, or at least, like, I probably knew enough bike mechanics to get me and Jeff's bike fixed. So Jeff didn't really have to learn too much of that at least for us to like limp to the next town. And Dave was kind of on like another level above me. Like he was, he was prepared to be able to do this trip by himself the entire time. So he was ready for it. Minus the cassette tool. Yeah, but dude, like literally the cassette tool is like a piece like this, like this big. Oh, like okay. It wouldn't even been hard to pack. Like we both have them, but you don't think about it. And you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna need that. Well, <laughs> Andy and I brought maybe like two to five thousand dollars a piece and yeah i was gonna say how much did the whole trip cost dave brought like over 10 g's just for him yeah <laughs> he's like 10 years older than us yeah he was like so he's just like hitting the strip club every time you blow <laughs> dave was surprisingly square like uh, yeah and uh and, <laughs> and and the opposite weird. of the square though so like for sure no but like that's what i'm saying is like you know when i say square i'm talking like you know, not at the skate park, smoking weed, drinking beers, but hardcore still like I'm riding bikes with the MIT cycling team trying to go across the country by my fucking self, you know? 
yeah, so yeah. uh <laughs> just so culturally different but we all had these different things to vibe on like andy and dave both knew a lot about bikes and people would be like oh what what uh what what gear ratio are you riding and i was like i don't fucking know like i don't like yeah yeah it rides and moves and changes most of the time and <laughs> and then dave was also like really vulgar and absurd and so me and dave could talk about like stupid gross weird shit for a really long time and then all everything in between like sailing and i don't know i mean this guy was like weird enough to like he literally like pissed on Jeff's foot, like probably. Like, I didn't want to bring him. it up, but I will now. That you <laughs> and this is like the second day, our first day we're riding with him, is I go to take a piss on the side of the road, and we were joking about. I was like pee through my legs or something, and he goes to like piss through my legs, and it's just splashing like all over the back of my <laughs> legs, and so I was like. That's pretty intimate. I gotta say, Peter, yeah, I, I wait till the third date before I start peeing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is either some weird power move, dude. You know, like <laughs> some, some ballistic, yeah, like you're my little bitch now, or just like, oops, I peed <laughs> on you. Good this is hella silly, you know. And I think that it's the just like, oops, I peed on you. It's hella silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was yeah Dave he had some magical blend between me and Jeff that kept us very sane for like two and a half months because <laughs> I mean being you can love anybody as much as you want but being with them only for like three months straight is it's hard you know all hours of the day every moment at the end it turns into being like animal noises and signs that you're like yeah. to each other or just making like animal noises of the animals you see like we had a speaker too we had a speaker like a bluetooth one and we were jamming until like the, the beginning of nevada. nevada and it literally fell off my bike and we're like i guess we don't have music now <laughs> oh so no soundtrack no headphones for you guys we had headphones so i mean we kind of pop them in and out if like the winds or anything got real bad um but for the most part we were just listen to like wind <laughs> and for cars and shit yeah like cars like in utah you want to hear the rvs coming at you you know oh this is a funny one if you don't know goats will suck your fingers like <laughs> and it feels really weird <laughs> so yeah we're still in nevada here jeff throwing up stickers on like every pass we go through uh, and yeah, these are kind of like average days you're riding towards the beginning, right? Like 60 miles, 2,000 feet. Is this Strava or what is this? Yeah, these are my Stravas. I did Strava every day. Almost. Uh, pretty much every day. I, I like having all the, the data. I don't know. It's just fun to see later. Um, yeah, so I mean, you, it's kind of fun. Like you, you eventually like see all this landscape change. You're like, oh man, the dirt's starting to get red. And you're like, oh wait, I'm, now I'm in Utah. Oh. oh, this is a cool one, too. Oh, wow. Look at this. Dude, so Dude. I, hitch I hitchhiked the day after this, I think. And even that later... so fucking day, epic. Dude. Yeah. Dude, the, the dogs that were hurting these sheep were pissed. Great Pyrenees. <laughs> they wanted us, too. They were like, get the fuck over here. <laughs> but you, if you look closely on that, you'll see hearts painted in oil on... In the yeah, it's like right them. there. 
one of these guys, we Dave was riding much further ahead of us, and we were just chilling back. And I think Dave may have been on the phone, but we see the sheep just running like directly at him, maybe going like as fast as it could go. Like looked like it was running like twenty five miles per hour, and we're like Dave, like trying to yell at him like dave like this fucking animal is bolting right at you it will knock you off your bike it'll probably destroy your bike and break some of your bones and then it like cuts to the right right before and like just runs off along down the line but uh yeah it's pretty but i i hitchhiked and because the wind was bad my knee was fucked up or whatever and i was asking this local dude like what about these sheep with the heart and he's like those are the okelberries they're like fifth generation sheep farmers this guy was a like third generation cattle farmer just some interesting cats out there yeah so we're in utah at this point yeah so we just kind of crossed over to the utah border wow um and starting to kind of make our way through utah so like you're kind of like you were saying earlier Aaron, you're like one of the things that would worry you is like weather, right? Like, oh man, I'm gonna be dreading through snow, sleeting, like like you do. You we rode through everything. I mean, we got snowed on like five inches one night. We rode in the snow. We rode in like heavy rain. We rode in opposite, like ninety nine degrees with ninety nine percent humidity. Like, uh, it my is favorite day. Hard to pack for. I like still think about it. It was hailing, like just like all day, and it was like not like. A really good day objectively but like i look back on it as like my favorite day yeah was that the one you got ahead and your what fingers started bleeding everywhere i just yeah and <laughs> i didn't have any cold weather gear really and so it was like 19 and like sleeting wow. and so i was like i just have to go i can't like wait and i just like packed up and cut out in the morning and it was a <laughs> fucked up ride like the there were like 10, 10% grades we were riding up. Un- Let's no see doubt. if I can find that. It's called the comb wash. And it's this beautiful gash in the earth in the middle of nowhere. And we were riding down. And I could just like like feel the vibes of the cars driving by. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Because by at this point, I wasn't really breaking going down. So you're going like 45 in sleet. And like <sighs> the cars are like barely passing you. Oh, that's this day. Yeah, wake up and it's snowing. Right. And you just think about how far you had to drive to get there. And then you see these like crazy assholes like going as fast as they can. But as soon as you hit this gash in the earth and rode up onto the other side, the whole storm had stopped and it had turned to like a warmer rain. But like mm. the worst of it was like hit it against oh, the can, wall. Can we just like, can we like, touch the brakes for a second on that so like you said you said that it was probably the hardest day but it was also your favorite day or one of the harder days became your favorite day and like I just want to bring that up because I was having a conversation with one of my good girlfriends about and she's like a yoga teacher right and she's like how did you how did you get your chops how'd you earn your keep kid you know like you've been to all these yoga schools into these places of meditation how did you earn that shit and like, when I really gave her the true answer, it was like, none of that really came from the, the yoga schools or the meditation. Like it came from like the hardest, darkest times of my life where I really needed to like learn some shit. And, and like by coming through 
my darkness and like the hardest times in my life when I look back on it are the are honestly the best times like I'm, I'm most grateful for the difficult times. so it's like this is a high experience just to catch you on a moment be like this is one of the hardest days and it was my favorite day my fingers were bleeding I'm like why you know like why <laughs> and the best part is like shouldn't the best part be the finish line no it's that Andy popped his tire went right when he got into town and so the we didn't want to go any further. Like, fuck yeah, we're stopping, you know, like, <laughs> over. So that was still the best part. Yeah, I slept fast and it was cold. I wanted to stop that day. Bad <laughs> um, sleep would, uh, everyone knew, like if you got a bad night of sleep, you'd be like, make sure this guy eats and he's drinking. Cause like, he's gonna be pissed in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't drink too many beers because that's gonna really hinder something later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, we're in Utah. The dirt's getting red. Things are getting yeah. That was the sheep, right? So then you start getting into like southern Utah, and it starts like the landscape just starts to get like fucking epic, you know. Um, at this point, we're kind of like heading towards Zion, and Zion was like probably one of the cooler stops in my opinion. One of my one of my favorite. It's areas. probably the best one. Yeah. Um, so just like badass hill bomb. This is af just after we found those three two beers oh, in the dumpster. That is oh, yeah, and it's just like all downhill, you know. That little park <laughs> is this the park we went through? Yeah, it was, it was called Snow Canyon. Mm. Have you thought about doing something with all this, Andy? Like a just like that was just like a ten minute Vimeo thing or something. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that was the intention of me taking all those videos was to do, I don't know, something just like a slideshow or I don't know, something so I don't forget it all. But, um, but I just haven't. Nothing here, dude. Well, and the GoPro broke like immediately too. I think. Yeah. Right. I mean, I still have all this kind of footage though. There's a lot of footage. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of cool footage, but we ended up meeting like super cool people throughout Utah. So this is, uh, yeah, St. George, right? Uh, or Hurricane, no Utah. Are you meeting other Sorry. along the way? Like they're going the other direction or they're taking other shorter rides or something? Not until like Kansas. No, we saw a couple. We saw some in Cedar City that were doing like another Utah loop. We saw a couple guys in like oh, the middle yeah. of Nevada or the middle of Utah too doing like um, one called the Hogsback Loop. And they were struggling, dude. It was oh. rough. They picked like probably one of the hardest sections like our whole bike ride to do in like three days. And like it was rough, dude. They were struggling. They'd never done a tour before. No, they, they were like, not ready. One of the guys was like, I'm just drinking beer, like no water. <laughs> like, okay, bro. We saw an ambulance yeah. at some point, like during lunch, and we're like, damn, I hope they're cool, you know. <laughs> so yeah, we're getting to Zion. We take a full day off on Zion and uh we ended up doing uh, the Angels Landing hike, which was pretty, pretty cool. Um, is this a, this is our day off? Okay, so what we did in Zion, right? It's like the whole canyon's like serviced by this like shuttle bus. And you get on the shuttle, you can get off at all these stops. We're like talking to this guy we're camped next to, and we're like, "Hey, man, have you done the Angels Landing hike?" And he's like, "Dude, it sucks. Fucking sucks." Oh no! I'm like, "What do you mean it sucks?" It's like he probably said, like he said like nothing to speak of. <laughs> yeah nothing to brag home about or something so, uh they were like uh that's weird because it says it's like top five hikes in like the country you know it's probably like a little bit more than nothing to speak of he's just like it's hella crowded so we took the last 
bus up with our bikes and then like locked our bikes and did the whole did the whole hike at like sunset so there was no one on it right because everyone took the last shuttle home we took the last shuttle up Mm. and then we did like the whole hike just at dusk and it was definitely like more than something to speak of yeah (laughs) it was pretty fucking cool wow (laughs) and this is kind of a point where i was like all right i think we're getting like decent shape because we pretty much like ran up this like seven mile hike (laughs) trying to like beat the sunset and we were the last people up there like yeah (laughs) two people walking back and the dude was complaining about the hike because you know you're like a thousand feet up and you have to hold this chain similar to the half dome hike i think yeah it's kind of sketchy yeah and so on the way back down you know all we had we had like headlamps and our bike lights yeah so we just did it all and then at some point we just like stopped stopped having any lights and we're just hiking out in the dark and then we heard a bunch of shit in the bushes and we turned it back on yeah i got kind of scared (laughs) so if you're ever in there if you're ever at at zion do that bring a bike and then take the last one this was 2018 2018 okay yeah what was your like Um, hotel to camping ratio per night we think we'd sit in hotels maybe like 25 percent of the time not even wow so like that would be it's expensive yeah Yeah. that's all three months i mean that's what 15 days out of three months that's not very many yeah that sounds about right um so let's see we did a lot of the warm showers things yeah just looking for warm showers and camping. Yeah, but I mean, towards the end of it, like camping was just a better option. Like we were trying to find RV parks because RV parks usually have a couple tent spots and they have hot showers. Mm-hmm. So you pay like 15 bucks, we'd split it three ways, pay five bucks a person, get a hot shower and like oh. sleep in our tents. Yeah. Um, but the warm showers, like they're cool because they usually feed you and stuff too. But by the end, you're like, you're pretty sick about of talking about the trip and that's all they want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, I don't even want to do it today. I just want to go to sleep or like not and go to a bar and drink a beer or something. Yeah. You're kind of like, you, you're like playing reverse host mode. You're like, I'm hosty and I got to like entertain you because you're giving me all the shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. I mean, it, it has its place and it's awesome, but you get a little tired of it after like three months. Warm showers <laughs> is just for cyclists or is it for like runners too? Or, you know, like- Supposedly just cyclists. Okay, cool. That's a cool, cool organization. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. I bet you a runner could do it, you know? I, I feel yeah. like they, they wouldn't be pissed. Like, what? You didn't bring a bike? You're just running across the country? Yeah, you <laughs> suck. Yeah, that's boring, dude. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is finger day, Jeff. Uh, day 29. Says, he says finger day because I, I, like, had a cut, and I didn't realize. I thought my glove was really muddy. So I kept squeezing it out because it was, like, pouring rain. And I squeezing it out, and I was like, "Dude, it's so fucking muddy! Like it won't stop." Uh, it's bleeding. I didn't find out that it was blood until oh. like two or three hours into the ride, that I'm just like squeezing blood out of. I found my gloves the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like literally just dripping red. Right, and then so I got to the a restaurant waiting for the boys to show up, and I had to like go into the bathroom and try and clean it out. Right there. So this is a pretty good like example like the text here just says like we we're just getting into colorado i believe not even we're not even in colorado no yeah so we did just cross into colorado we had done eighty thousand feet of climbing up to that point 
I think the entire trip was 120,000 feet of climbing. So like most of that was between Colorado and, and California. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. 80,000 feet is, it, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. And that was like over 1500 miles too. Wow. So yeah, got into Colorado finally. Colorado. Yeah. And I live here in Denver. So it's like, that's kind of like my halfway point. And our goal was to like get to Denver, take like two or three days off, me to hang out with Allie, who had been like, you know, Allie's been amazing trying to let me leave for three months. <laughs> and like just have her like stay at home and watch our brand new puppy. We basically got her a puppy because I was leaving. <laughs> yeah, right so after y'all get engaged. Yeah. And you're like, all right, peace. Yeah. Go. Plan the wedding later. <laughs> That's another thing about Dave. I don't think we mentioned that Dave was also getting married in August yeah. around the same time. And he was meeting his fiance in Kansas City. Oh, wow. Yeah, so a lot of similarities, which are really funny. Yeah, shout out to Allie for supporting you for all of your. I know, dude. Covers, she's... But especially this one, like this was a big one, dude. She's a trooper. I mean, pretty much everyone was like full support. Parents, like her parents, you know, everyone was everyone was as good as you could have ever wanted. That's dope. Like when I got back, my parents were like, "Yeah, I mean, like my coworkers are asking me every day, like, you know, where, where's Andy? Where how far do you make it?" Well, so like some of this, some of this came out of like, what, like you quit your job for this, right? Like, yeah, did you save your money to do it. Or were you like, yep. uh, I, this, you know, you'd planned out to do this for a long time or. Yeah. I mean, I had, I have a little bit more, but I had a little more financial responsibility than Jeff. Like I had rent here and Allie was unemployed at the time too. So yeah, it wasn't like I could just go and kind of wing it off a couple grand. Like I had to, plan you know for me it was it ended up being probably like a twenty thousand dollar trip because of like i had to keep paying rent you know and like ali was spending her own money while she was living um so yeah it was definitely like a savings account trip <laughs> like we went into debt and then i like had so much stuff planned after the trip was over like we just kept spending money and spending and spending but yeah it was it was worth it <laughs> i'd like to thank uh ethereum for financing <laughs> yeah i mean jeff like Dude, you cashed out, like, by the end of the trip, you were cashing out your 401k because you were, like, low on cash. I did <laughs> like, that, too, yeah. So, But I knew there was some, like, crypto, there was a, a crypto burst that uh, well, gave you some incentive to leave your job or to do That's this. what happened initially is I, I quit my job because I, like, just, like, came up fat and was, like, I had paid my rent for a year with gains that I already made, so I, like, didn't have rent to pay. And, uh, God, working in an office just isn't good for me and uh and then it was like i don't you know andy has incentive now like because he knows that i'm free i got nothing to do you know and <laughs> i got free cash to do it and i have yeah no financial obligation yeah so let's we'll see another Go ahead. i like how you described it as coming up fast. <laughs> I mean, uh, you all know, at least Aaron, uh, Andy and Jesse both know that in, two, in 2015, like you could talk to me in March or, and I was like evangelical about it. Like uh, I was to people close to me, I would be like, you should buy crypto. And they're like, I don't, I don't think so. And I'd be like, here's $2,000. Like, I'll give you some. Yeah. Like just <laughs> and watch and watch it you know and then 
it was early enough that a lot of people saw, you know, success. And then some people got totally fucked. But like, that's just part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 2015 was like the golden age. That was, oh man. I bought Ether at $7. And I oh, shit. At what? Are you still holding some crypto now? I will hold ether in my heart forever yeah i got lucky again and bought in at 360 uh nice. yeah and i want to get into that DeFi stuff but uh we were actually mining monero the whole time on the are computer you, are you still doing that because it's now it's good. this is the computer <laughs> and uh i just use it to play video games now it got too hard it's, okay. it's a job like you have to be a computer scientist constantly on the forefront because it's almost like trading like the, the firms that have a better connection to the make faster transactions and they get the money so like if you slip behind a little bit you are at the end and you make nothing like, yeah the big problem was like they kept changing the algorithm for mining Monero like every thing was like every two months or something to stop it from being ASIC like bind so that means um, you had to update your what graphic card in, in your machine? Everything. So like, you don't have to update graphics card. You have to everything. recalibrate. Them. You have it's, to recalibrate the whole machine because there's like five graphics cards, and you got to go one by one every time. Like recalibrate one, make sure it's working, then add another one and recalibrate both, and add one more, and that do all three. And like and it was taking like yeah, like ten to twelve hours. Every graphics card is unique. When you run it to their max, you're finding the limits of their like physical processing, and because like they don't normally operate in that it's not an issue but you can have like one card that's totally fine at like 221 55 megahertz or whatever and then the other one that can only goes to like 2062 and you don't know why but it fucking crashes if you turn it up and it took like 12 hours just to make that step and this is like me and andy you know most of the time it was just andy but like sitting down and just like reading forums and watching youtube videos there's no one you can really be like hey like this yeah. is my question like <laughs> help me yeah so yeah it joke. eventually just it eventually just kind of fizzled yeah and then all the, everything started crashing and it just wasn't getting profitable at all so yeah now there's just it, it, I, I don't uh, i'm sort of still sort of a rookie in crypto so monera is like for bit, it, it's like a web app that you use to connect your computer to start mining Bitcoin. Monero is just a different coin, right? So it's a different oh. cryptocurrency. It's oh, like it. like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Monero is just a different coin. Oh, okay. What weird. Is, I just looked it up. It's like some weird web dashboard. What's that, Jesse? It is the ultimate privacy coin. Like, it's, yeah. Oh, okay. It tumbled Bitcoins through Monero, and they will never know where those Bitcoins came from. That's the magic of it. I believe it's like the predominant one in the dark web, right? Yeah, uh, one of them. Yeah. If you really are doing it big, you're, you're going to definitely want to get Monero over Bitcoins. Yeah. Interesting. It's the privacy coin. That's what it is. I mean, all the other privacy coins are like, oh, it's on Coinbase. Just give us your social <laughs> security number. <laughs> that's like really private, dude. Oh, dude. There was this guy. This is in the stretch of no water for three uh, days where we had like gallons and gallons of water. Yeah, yeah. And I, I swear in the weirdest places you find these people, 
we were going through i called it early i was like my knees fucked up we're staying at this place we're getting water next and this guy pulls up next to us we're eating uh nature's valley bars and this is the middle of nowhere the last place to be uh like what is it we're just on like a like a guardrail this is like the last place that humans got to in utah oh. in the u.s because it's so fucking harsh like people didn't go there because they knew there's no water so we can't get back or whatever this guy pulls over in like the middle of the road and he's like what are you guys doing and we're like we were riding our bikes across the country and he's like i did something like that and he's like you guys thirsty and he's like we're like no we're cool he's like cold beer and now there's no water for like a hundred miles and he pulls out like these really fancy beers out of this cooler and dave's like nah but me and andy are like fuck yeah bro <laughs> and then i saw him smoking something so like just hoping you know i was like what are you smoking on bro and he's like my daughter uh just graduated so he's got all these cigars and he passes us <laughs> these cigars and then out of his center console, he pulls like a fifth of whiskey and he's like, finish this. And me <laughs> finish it. And then we like, you know, say our thing. There's like a little bit left. It wasn't full because he'd probably pound most of it. Exactly. We're riding away. And we only then start to realize like, damn, that dude was probably shit faced. Like just driving whiskey, Hunter S. Thompson style, like driving through the middle of the fucking desert. <laughs> this whole time, he never even like pulled over. He just stopped in the middle of the road double yellow i was like that's like how there's no one there he was there for about 10 minutes and no one passed yeah <laughs> wow. yeah funny dude <laughs> that's the awesome shit yeah those are the kind of like that's like the cool shit that you want like that you think about is gonna happen when you think about riding your bike across you know like you imagine there's probably gonna be a lot of like all right just miles just putting miles underneath your you know underneath your bike or whatever but like there's like all the like, oh, and then this random dude showed up and all this like, it's like you surrender to the craziness that is the United States, you know, like with no no windshield, you know, no barrier between you. You're just like, all right, bring it at me. Let's see what happens. And I think, yeah, that's, that's okay. sort of like the cool shit about doing some of this kind of thing. And I, I think kind of like with the, the skating or... Even photography, it doesn't even really matter what matter what you're doing. But if you like really love what you're doing and like put your whole self into it, then yeah, it turns heads, you know. And they're like, whether it's like exploring an abandoned silver mine and like taking pictures because you just like have nothing better to do, or you're like finding a ditch in the middle of a city or something. But like every time you're doing that, people will look and be like, "What the fuck are those people doing?" Like that looks cool, you know. And then the people that interact with you, what like that's the kind of the filter. And then you have this filter of someone's like, oh, you're doing what you love. That's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of like segues us. Can you go ahead? This, this, uh, this scroll right here, Andy? I'm craving yeah. more photos. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that kind of like gets us, it's a good segue into like us making it to Denver, kind of like that's where I like to separate the East and the West in my book. Like technically the East would be separated by like the Mississippi River, but for our sake, we're going to separate it at Denver where the mountains end. The so that's kind of like, divide, yeah, totally. Continental divide, right? Yeah, so we get to Denver, divide. chill for a couple days. My dog's grown like significantly. <laughs> um, and we keep growing, keep going, right? So now it's like, dude, it's flat. Like, let's, let's fly, you know? So at this point, we're like, 
Let's fly. Uh, this is a crazy day, right? Riding out of Denver, or out of Denver a couple days after, um, and this lady like pulls up next to the road and she's like, do you guys have somewhere to go? And we're like, what do you mean? She's like, the hail's coming. It's coming in strong. And we like start looking around and it's like, let's see if we can find. Looked in that. <laughs> it's, Dude, like, it's looking, and, it's looking fucked. And right? Aaron, like you said before, like the weather was like one of the biggest and the biggest worries, especially in the beginning, the snow and stuff. But by this point, I kind of thought we were cool until we rode through a part of this town. And I was like, this, this shit looks kind of like beat <laughs> up and poor, like kind of gnarly. And I realized like, no, it's a, just like the rest of the town. But there was a hailstorm last week and it destroys yeah. everything. I mean, you're not talking like your California hail. You're talking like golf ball to softball size hail. Like it would yeah. kill you. I feel like. Yeah. Seriously, like just crack your skull. He, so we. I got I got a hitchhiked with an insurance adjuster, and he said, "When the tornado picks up the hail, you can get like brick knocked off of buildings." Huh. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So we were like, we gotta fucking go. So yeah, we're like, I don't know, we think we're good. And the town we we're trying to get to is like maybe 15 miles away at this point. And we just started like riding fast. We're like, we gotta go, you know? And we literally, it felt like we were like surfing the front of the storm. Like this wall of like hail was like a, like a 20 to 30 mile an hour, like tailwind. And it just starts like pushing us. Like we, I couldn't even pedal fast enough to keep up with my bike. Cause like the wind was pushing so fast. Mm-hmm. And we like cruising the town and it just completely misses us. Like nothing, not even a drop of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 67 miles. You can see like terrain starting to flatten out and pretty much just be nothing. Uh, yeah. Then we just keep going, man. There's like, then you're in fucking Kansas. And it's flat. Fucking mm-hmm. Kansas. Yeah. And like, you'll laugh at some of these, like these maps, like you don't, you don't turn. Let's see if I can find one with that. Right. We became familiar with the look of the sorghum, which is yeah. a very popular grain grown in America. Cool. Allie, look at this day, though. Flat. 57 miles with no turns. One wow. turn. Allie sent us care packages with, like, little nips and, like, snacks and shit. So that's, like, we would show <laughs> up and be like, yes, we have ice for, like, drinking cocktails, boys. <laughs> I felt like I was following the Instagram when the trip was going on, but there was, I felt like there was gaps of days where um, I wouldn't see, hear anything from you guys. Was that because there was no service or was that because you weren't inspired to post or? Yeah. I mean, so pretty much every day I posted about every day, you'll see some of them will be like days 45 through 47 or something. Um, but yeah, it's either, I didn't have signal uh-huh. or like battery died or something. Uh-huh. Oh, battery died. Yeah. This is the first of like many turtles. Oh, snake. Wow. Right. Some of the wild were wildlife was like my favorite part. We saw yeah. like, giant golden eagles in Nevada, like um, the sheep, all sorts of interesting things. The wind is pretty rough in Kansas if you don't start early. Yeah. We always be fucking riding dead into that most of the day. It's pretty right. rough. Uh, and- Warm showers though is cool. Oh, oh this day. <laughs> there was like tornado this warnings this day. And they were like, we asked, this is like a community center. We're like, it's very safe. It's all built with tornado insurance money from when they got destroyed last time. So <laughs> there's like there's tornadoes and they're closing up. And 
we're like, what do we do if there's a tornado? And they're like, oh, a mile down the road, there's a hospital. Just go there. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm not riding my bike a mile through tornado weather. So like, this locks open. So like, they- so legit, if you open the weather app at this point, it would say like few tornadoes as the forecast. Yeah. <laughs> but you're experiencing a tornado, right? Is that what you're saying? Not yet. So it talk- just, you can't yeah. see anything. I assume the sirens would go off. Okay. Yeah. And then so, I would like go inside where they told me not to and like go in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Jay felt like taped off a door or like a, the lock so we could sneak in if we had to. <laughs> oh, so this is just like you were just like you knew you were in a high tornado threat area. That's like tornado Correct. alley. Like yeah. this day specifically was like, yeah, this day specifically was there was a very good chance that we would have experienced the tornado. It didn't happen. Yeah. But like the the threat was high, we very high. Driven to see one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, this is a place where I hitchhiked it my third time, and um, this was the first time where I didn't ride at all, and I was like, my knees bothering me. It's not a big ride, so I'm just gonna hitch it. It was nice out, maybe like 70s, because I had to sit in the sun. Yeah. I had this funny joke where I would like ask strangers for 20 bucks. And like this day, hitchhiking, someone offered me 20 bucks, but it was like, dude, I don't need your money. I need a ride. This semi-truck pulls up. It's like, where are you going? I was like, Hoisenberg or wherever we were headed next. And he's like, throw your bike on. And we get in and he takes off and he's like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from San Francisco. Where are you from? He's like, I'm from here. And uh, this is white man's territory. And the whole fucking conversation is speckled with like, I'm like trying to be civil and like, how's the housing market? And he's like, Marquette, Kansas, they'll pay you to build a house there. They'll like give you the land. And they're very welcoming to the clan. (laughs) Word for word, this dude's like talking about the clan. So I show up and he is staying at the same hotel where like camping in the parking lot is. (laughs) I'm like terrified. I'm like smoking my vape pen. Like Andy, we're surrounded by white supremacists and we got to get the fuck out of here. We're like at the bar. Andy's like, we're fine. Yeah. You're, you're freaking out, dude. It's a weird town. It was like this town that was based by Swiss settlers. So it looked like, it looked like downtown, like Zurich or something. It was like Swiss chalets. And that fed into my like paranoia of being like, oh, this like Nordic country, like they just love white power. Like that's, you know, yeah. Maybe I was too high. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Was that the only like sense of, like, was there any other sense of racism that came up on the trip for you guys? No. Mm -mm. Pretty welcoming. No, I mean, Jeff's white. I'm like pretty white. Dave's super white. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, well, you're not fully white, Andy. You can no, but I, I, yeah. And the Latinos that we did see. So like if we went to a Mexican restaurant where like Latinos ran it, like nine times out of 10, one person would come up and be like, are you, are you Mexican, bro? And he'd be like, well, like my mom is. And I remember specifically one time I said like Eugenia's maiden name, which I think is like the equivalent of Smith. Yeah, it's just Perez. And this guy's last name was Perez, too. And he was, like, just stoked. Like, come back, man. Like, it's so good to see you. Like, welcome, man. I hope you enjoyed your food. It was really cool. Yeah. So this is an area where skateboarding 
background kind of came into play, which is pretty fun, right? So we pull into Kansas City and we're back on the Warm Showers website. We, our buddy Dima, right? Dima is like, you got to stay with my homie, like blah, blah, blah. Like he'll, he'll let you crash there. We couldn't get a hold of him. Went on this Warm Showers and found out this dude skates. We're like, hey man, can I crash at your house? Like we skate too. He's like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, you crash at my house. Um, so we get there and like, dude just takes us like on a little tour of like Kansas City. He's like, kind of lives in like the ghetto of Kansas City, but he's got like a huge house and like super into skating. Uh, and he takes us like around and like takes us to the local DIY. And like the DIY there's crazy, right? It's like, it's huge. And this is, it's like an old court that they completely took over and just started pouring concrete. And this is like halfway through. Now it's even, it's totally built out. We told Dima's friend like, oh, we're staying with this guy, Richard Wolf. And the guy's like, Richard Wolf's a legend in the skate scene. He's a goofball, dude. He was, a, he was like the most wholesome skate filmer I've ever met, probably. But he's a super prolific filmer. Like he has yeah. documentaries and skate videos. If you follow him, you'll see like a lot of pros just like tagging him because he like filmed. I actually have a zine that I, right here to send him uh, because like he's an artist too and he'd be mailing stuff. I can't wait. Yeah, he's hit me up a couple times since like he's like dude i'm in colorado like you want to hang out but he always hits me through instagram I'm like dude i don't use it like text me dude i'll super down but he's big on instagram when uh or at least like that's what he's into when i told him he was doing this art exchange and i was like yeah dude let's do it he was like hey i do not remember your name you know like so let's mail stuff but you know <laughs> but he still writes right. that's pretty cool yeah he's big yeah tourist. He's like ridden up. Didn't he ride up Pikes Peak last year and stuff? Yeah. So this that kid did a tour from Seattle all the way back to Seattle. He did a full circumnavigation of the, the entire country, like ten thousand miles. Yeah. Jeez. And then he did Kansas City to Pikes Peak, which is pretty gnarly too. Um, so this is kind of like after that we started what's called the Katy Trail. And the Katy Trail was like probably another one of my most fun, like probably weaker, probably a week, right? Um, the Katy Trail is like this trail that connects Kansas City to St. Louis, so the entire state of Missouri. And it's like all gravel. It's an old railroad, and you just ride it like pretty much nonstop for like 300 miles. It's, and it's like, good. It's along the Missouri River. So it's this like bluff that's like carved out. So there's these really beautiful cliffs, and there's like so much wildlife and stuff that you wouldn't expect. That well, one before that Andy had up that picture was like the first not of us camping the first place he ever saw fireflies i remember yeah. like knocking on the door like dude come out of the shower like they're fucking here yeah and this is a this is a bald eagle eating a dead possum mm -hmm. <laughs> it's pretty sweet yeah so we just rode this thing forever there's uh, some hell of bugs on the trail so gross so anyway like we rode this thing. We ended up seeing these like group of dudes, right? That were riding. They do it every year around the same day. I think it's like Labor Day or something. Um, where they ride the entire Katy Trail is like a group of three dudes. And we saw them with like a 30 rack on the back of their bike, right? And like two shitty panniers and like like just ready to party. And these guys were probably like in their 40s. Mm -hmm. And we kept seeing them. We'd like we'd pass them, then we'd eat some food and they'd like catch up or whatever. And they'd they'd never stop riding but we would just stop and like keep passing them like throughout the day so you know just start calling them the booze cruise <laughs> and they like 
camped at the same place with us one night. So we started chatting and they're like, you guys want some beers? You know, we've got this dirty rack. We've been riding around all day. <laughs> <laughs> so we drink like warm coors with them. And then we just like get the same thing for like four days. Just keep like leapfrogging these dudes, right? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then like the last day they're like, hey, guys, come camp with us. We got like this dope campsite. Like come stay with us. And like the guy busts out like all these fireball shots and like cigars again, right? And we're like smoking cigars. You drinking fireball with these the booze cruisers. And they were like super into it. They were like having a great time. One dude's a mortician. One guy's like, I don't know, business guy all over the place. So end of the day, right? We're done with the Katy Trail. We roll into a little town just outside St. Louis. And they, the booze cruisers the day before, they're like, where are you staying tonight? They're like, oh, we got a warm shower host. So they like finished it before us somehow. Cause I think I had a bike mechanical issue. So I got it fixed. They finished before us and they literally drive to drive to our warm showers host house because there's only one in the area so they found it and they like leave a care package for us at this guy's house they show up they're like hey you guys got these guys dudes staying here tonight like will you give this to him and it's like dude it's just like a whole thing of like vodka shots and like power bars it's super funny <laughs> so we were like and, and then they started taking these uh they always took these photos we looked at like their facebook or whatever oh shit that was so funny. I forgot yeah. about that, dude. Where they were like taking pictures. It was like one dude here, then one stacked behind them. The third one was behind. All their arms were crossed. So kind of see like a bunch of those in random places. Mimic them. We tried. To yeah. Mimic. After a while, we're like, we want to be like them. Mad love. Mad love to the booze cruise. But so we're at like, we're at a little over 90 minutes right now. I just want to check in with everybody. How we all doing? Uh, i'm having a great time i got nothing else to do but <laughs> yeah i mean we're, we're, i'm happy to, i'm happy to kick it i just want to make sure everybody's feeling it still yeah i gotta i gotta get some uh uh i mean i can keep i can keep talking for a little bit i gotta do some video editing in a little bit though but yeah we can keep going let's see if we can try to pound through this last part in like the next 30 how about that yeah, yeah that'd be let's awesome do let's do that all right so yeah booze cruise killed it and we kept kept rolling right so now we're St. Louis, this guy was crazy too. So now we're in the East, right? We start meeting like people. There's finally people, there's towns everywhere. There's food everywhere, there's water. No problems about like, you know, being comfortable. Uh, so we were, had a bike mechanical this day and um, we're just riding down the road and like asked this dude like, hey, do you know where we can get like a hot breakfast? And he's like, uh, not anywhere close to here, you know? So this guy like sends us like down this road and tells us it's like 20 miles down the road or whatever. And we start going and this car pulls up next to us and like almost like cuts us off, stops us like, what's up guys? And it's like this dude again, who just told us where this, this restaurant like was. like 10 or 15 miles away. Like yeah. 40 minutes of riding. He like cut us off at the pass where he knew we would hit the road because we were on a bike trail. Yeah, he's like waiting for us basically. <laughs> and uh, Right, and he's like, I got a proposal for you guys. For I'm real, gonna leave. Did not miss this fool. Look at his t-shirt. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. He's like, I'm gonna leave. He had a bike rack on the back of his car. He's like, I'm gonna leave the shitty bike I bought in the ditch over here. You guys put your nice bikes on the back of my car, and I'm gonna drive you. And I'm gonna buy you breakfast. And we're like, uh, okay. I was like, we're going to REI too. Like, I need to get like my bike fixed. And he's like, I'll drive you to REI. Okay. And he's like, and then I'll take you in on a little tour of St. Louis. And I'm like, dude, that sounds dope. He's like, and I'll drop you off wherever you want. I was like, just drop us off like the St. Louis Arch, you know? So literally, we do that. Like, takes us to breakfast. I leave, we go to REI. Then I realize I leave my sunglasses at the restaurant. He drives us all the way back. It's like 20 minutes, you know? The back again gives us like his little shitty tour of St. Louis. 
<laughs> and then we just like get dropped off and on our way. Hit the beer factory. <laughs> yeah, then we stopped at yeah, Budweiser factory. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Funny dude. He had, like literally, yeah, there's Budweiser. How <laughs> was the Budweiser factory? I just have to ask. Shitty. <laughs> Free beer. That was funny too, dude. My dad like happened to look at like, cause I shared my location with him on my phone the whole trip. Yeah. He like looked at it when I was at the factory and he like texted us when we're sitting there. He's like, have a cold one for me, boys. Want <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. So, I mean, after that, a whole bunch of just... lost Dave in Kansas city. He oh, and yeah. his wife and, uh, or his well, fiance. So, yeah. and kind so he of... can do the whole distance then. Well, no. So you'll get, so we'll get he to wasn't that. With us for the Katy trail, but this motherfucker lit his rocket boosters and rode like 350 miles in like three days or something Dude, to he catch did, up to us it was and it was gnarly and it was 850 in eight in eight that's days what it, it was like 850 like, miles in eight days yeah dude to, to catch he was like we saw his straw because he left like three days after us and we started riding fast i mean we we're doing yeah. like 90 mile days we were all in shape at this point and uh so was he yeah <laughs> he's like we yeah. started seeing his strava yeah. post we're like, dude, you just put down 115 today, and like the next day, 120. 92 degrees out, or something with like 80 percent humidity. But the Katy Trail is also like really easy. To yeah, just no stoplights or anything. You just yeah. fly. Wow. But yeah, anyway, he caught up, and then we kept kept going with him, like <laughs> like a G. Oh. We're like, dude, the trio's back, you know? Right. There's Dave back again, right there. Back again. That town that what, like, had the big chair. Oh, what? Or I was gonna say, like, what is a 90 mile day like? feel like like what's that kind of pace are you like is it like you're pushing pretty fast to like keep going or is it like it's like you it's wake like, up at like 7 30 and you're you're you eat usually like a little snack so like maybe a little burrito or like some first breakfast bars. yeah first breakfast <laughs> and you're living hobbit life now so then you ride and, and you kind of plan to like 20 to 40 miles in you'll probably want breakfast like really bad and then so you'll eat 20 to 40 and then you'll do another like 20 to 40 and that's like lunchtime or like dinner time and uh if you've done 40 both you're at 80 and then you're set and uh if not you know if you've done 60 you stop or a few times we rode into the night but like riding at night yeah. on the not many on, you get run over by an amish you know they don't use lights yeah <laughs> dude that was book it dude we were going up a hill one time in amish country and this amish guy in a buggy was like passing us and looks over at jeff and he says ride a horse it's a lot easier and then like <laughs> boogies off <laughs> is this in like pennsylvania yeah so i think it's ohio no we're not ohio. even in ohio yet canal fulton ohio this is still illinois i think oh, which was the worst state just in general like indy i thought indiana was the worst oh, sorry i thought they were the same yeah. yeah um so yeah we'll kind of blast through some of this and we'll get to uh right we got we'll get to indiana because there's yeah her, uh, general ice that was a good general dude ice was good oh we're way further sorry we can't mix I agree at the end there what is that oh yeah not even at the end yet <laughs> um so we we're in the middle of Indiana. We started booking, right? So we're we do Indiana in two days. Um, it's not that big of a state, but so we do like a ninety mile day and camp just outside Indianapolis at this like 
it's like a pond that they stock for fishing and you can like pay to fish bass there or something or catfish. And then also there's camping. And so we're camped next to this like pretty weird dude, like pretty heavy like camp setup, um, car camp, like an easy up like chairs, you know, like looks like the car is just stuffed full of shit. He's living and he out comes, of his car. Yeah, and he's with like, like a young, probably like a 10 year old girl maybe, not even that old, like seven or eight. And like his, and like an older woman, like his wife or something. And then he comes over here like in his army fatigues and he's like, this guy's probably like 65, 70, like older dude. He's like, you guys want to be careful there. Like the last people were living there was shooting up heroin. I was like, watch out for needles. <laughs> we're like, oh, sick. Like this is going to be tight. <laughs> yeah, we got like thin mattresses and like a piece of canvas keeping us off the ground. <laughs> So we like look for needles and like go about our day. And this guy like would not fuck off all day. You know, he keeps coming over. He's like, hey boys, I just want to tell you, blah, blah. And just like keep fucking chatting us. And he comes back over five minutes later and he like grilled up some of the catfish he caught from the lake, which you're not, I don't think you're supposed to eat that shit, dude. It's like a sport fishing lake. <laughs> he like grilled it up and like brought us tartar sauce and shit to eat with it. And then he comes back like 10 minutes later again, just chopping it up, dude. And he's like, brings us these like, MREs, which are like military meal ready to eat. It's like the food pouches. Mm-hmm. So anyway, by this time, we're just like, dude, it's like eight o'clock. We're like, I cannot fucking handle this dude anymore. So we just like go in our tents and basically like pretend like we're sleeping, right? We're just like on our phones or whatever. And they ended up staying up, like literally screaming until like three in the morning, maybe all night. And like the little girl was just like running around laughing. No, they didn't sleep. Yeah, <laughs> because you referenced waking up at like two o'clock and they were still awake, and I woke up at like four or six in the morning, and like the it was obvious that they were on speed. Wait, switch yeah, it off your screen, uh, Andy, just for a second here. Switch, switch it off. Yeah. Take stop here. Yeah, yeah. That right. better. Uh, well, I'm just concerned that we just recorded the whole thing with just like your Instagram up without it like kicking it back to us as we're talking but uh, i don't know i mean either way i guess we'll see yeah um you can also go back whenever you want but i think if we go if we went like this and you screen share as we go would be better i think yeah yeah that works um all right so where else do we get so now at this point we're we're generalized do we just keep cruising across the midwest get through Ohio speed and we're getting into getting into Niagara Falls or something maybe yeah yeah so So by by Ohio we were straight up riding like 80 miles a day no problem to the point where we did like three in a row and then it's like oh well maybe we'll uh go for a hundred and that was our biggest one of our biggest days yeah into Columbus yeah, it was 120 miles where like some dude just like saw us on the bike path at the end bought us a bunch of beers at a brewery and then we stayed at andy's co-workers yeah family friend's apartment and he he lets us in he's never met us and he says like i've toured bicycles before i understand how it is i'm gonna go stay with my sister you can stay here for two days and just leaves us in his apartment dude he's like how long do you want to stay we're like i don't know man like two days would be great he's like cool sleep in my bed bro like you sleep on the couch like well, i'm just gonna get out of your hair i'm gonna take you to dinner buy you dinner then i'm out of your hair for two days right it's your spot and we're like damn like that is so nice mm-hmm. <laughs> and then from there like up to erie uh pennsylvania right we like, yeah. wanted to see the lake real bad where we stayed with this woman who had like 
a big refugee community. So there was like kids from like five different countries playing in her driveway as she like gives us some homemade ground cherry jam on toast. And another really amazing, you know, that was a warm showers host that uh, we like were blessed to come in contact with. Yeah, I'll share this one now so you can see it again. That's warm showers needs a better name. Like, I'm sorry. It's just like, right. it's, just, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It sounds like it's for people that com, are like worse like, off just than us. This. Oh, yeah. I forgot my passport, too. So Allie, like, mailed us this care package with my passport to some random bike shop in, like, Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. The whole bunch of, like, goodies. So we could go to Canada. Yeah. It's got my passports. Yeah, this is, like, all those chick, this kids playing this, this lady's house. Right. The beautiful, I don't know, really interesting lady. Let us camp on their like, lawn. She had gotten robbed <laughs> a few times. So, like instead of like moving or anything she's like i'm gonna plant a bunch of cactus under my windows <laughs> and it worked <laughs> like stopped so yeah then we're starting Ooh, yeah we keep going erie, right from erie we got on the erie fucking canal which i was stoked on because that was like the road to Albany. Erie canal. yeah with the erie towpath canal so that's like where donkeys used to pull the boats from the erie canal to the hudson river so it's like another bike path that just like goes and uh that's also where we lost dave again oh dude dave got rear-ended there by a car dude canada they're not as nice as they seem (laughs) as you can see right off the bat he got i didn't a biker i know dude yeah it wasn't hard at all but it was pissed but (laughs) that was just the start for the night because we rolled up to the campsite and we're riding to our spot and like these canadians these like nasty you know maybe not all of them are but the dog like just attacked dave like knocked him off his bike it was pretty you know it was like sweet dave dude can't catch a break today dude yeah dave had a rough one he had a rough day oh yeah so then basically we ride to buffalo and we finally get him like jeff kind of somewhat familiar territory to jeff right i had ridden the towpath around albany like 50 or 80 miles radius Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what the towpath is, it's literally the Erie Canal, right? It goes from Buffalo to like New York City. Mm. Oh. It's like how they used to bring like cargo up that part of New York. Um, they bring up the water. So there's like a bike path that goes the entire length of the entire thing. And it's like, what, another 300 miles or something? Um, so we start riding this thing and then, whew, yeah, we start eating shitloads of food and just cruising. Yeah. This right. is fast day, right? This is fast day, another 100 mile day we did. Oh, sure. Um, Share the screen with us again. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff had seen, I showed him a picture of like this Olympics athletes, like thighs. That was a cyclist. And he got very inspired to see like, Hey, I'm riding a shitload. Like let's, let's see if I can ride that fast. Uh, so <laughs> Jeff just started riding as fast as he could. I mean, we were probably pushing like 25, 30, like probably like 25 miles an hour, like average, which is like super fast with an 80 pound we bike. We're also riding on like river rock. Yeah, yeah. it was like just gravel paths. Um, and we're just like flying, dude. And then this day, the like probably one of the like worst things happened to me. Jeff like rolled through dog uh, shit. Uh, went all the way around his tire and went straight into my mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh for real? Yeah, I like threw my bike down. I was like, squ- like squeezing all the water <laughs> I could in my mouth, dude. It was so bad. Wow, that's bad. 
I watched it go around his tire like twice, and I was like, what is that? And he was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, fast forward, flying through New York, 119 mile a day right. uh, okay. on the towpath, and landed in Schenectady where Jeff's apartment was. And this is basically the what was there just a mattress and like a chair. <laughs> Cleaned it out, and then yeah, met John Knox there. John Knox joined the group. We had lost Dave at this point. We lost him in um, Rochester, New York. He decided to split off and go up to Boston directly instead of going to New York with us. He wanted to go through the mountains, like where he yeah. failed before. He's like, I will conquer thee. And yeah. He did. He did. Made it. Yeah. Oh, that's John? Yeah, that's your last yeah. guest, John Knox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, passed out on the floor with his genius, uh, his you know, future Oculus. No, it's just a, literally he was too tired so he put a plastic bag over his face and put the handles on his ears like a like glass oh, yeah, at the bar right there they have two dollar pints and a guy bought us five rounds the night before so we got <laughs> shitty and then it was down to new york city and yeah i wanted to stop at omega and we so we like stopped and saw a oh, bunch no of way. friends I was looking for love the whole time and had a Tinder date at Omega who was way more into Andy, but she brought some booze. She was actually really cool. She was another bike tourist. And then we like camped at a sick spot on the Hudson that they call the hell the hell hole. Yeah. The hell. I think that's right. It's just up a few days. Oh yeah. I, I know where the hell hole is. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a great spot. So we camped like right at the top there in cool. broken glass. And John, who is like also makes bags, he's got a company called like Bermuda SF, and uh, he had made his own hammock that uh, he was testing, and it failed, and he <laughs> fell on the ground in the middle of the night. But uh, that's how you learn, you know. Yeah. And that's a storm king. This is the hellhole right here. Yeah. You can like go under the waterfall and shit. It's pretty magic. And you camp there. But then it was like into New York City. Uh, yeah. yeah, New York City, right? John swinging on some vines. And I got way lost from them on that day. Into New York, I like lost. Uh, oh, sorry. I like my phone was dead and shit. And they went like into New York City because I thought I already gone, but I asked a stranger for directions, which is just a bad idea. <laughs> but, this is that pose we were talking about from the booze cruise. There was always like a dude here, there, and there. Yeah. So we just started like mimicking, mimicking us. Uh, <laughs> What is it yeah, like to ride into New York? Is it like I just because I, I feel like driving in there, you have to take some like really shitty like tunnel or something, right? So can you just, yeah. just ride along the same thing? What bridge was that? Yeah, this is a bridge coming from um fuck. It was I don't even I don't know New York at all. Is that Queens? Mm. <laughs> that's not Queens. We were in North. We're coming from the that's north. like a, can you oh, zoom north? That's Jersey, Harlem, we went to right? Jersey first. So we went to yeah. East Jersey oh. and then around. We're like the worst of all time right here. Yeah, and then you start to get in New York City and it's fucking crazy, you know? You're just like riding across the Brooklyn Bridge. And John lives at like a uh, really, like, it's an underground venue and like commune artist space. So just showing up, people are like smoking spliffs out front already, cracking beers. And it was almost like, oh, you guys just rode across the country? Like, that's cool. But like, Everyone here is hella cool, you know. Like, no one cares. Basement. A guy comes up out of the basement wearing, he's got these bleach cornrows. He's wearing a leopard, uh, like 
jacket with his chest out and tight white pants. And he looks over us at us with like, we're sitting with John who lives there. And he's like, who are you? And he, John's like, I'm John. Who are you? And it's like, John fucking lives here. Who is this guy? It was a really great spot to crash into. So, yeah, we ended up spending, what, three nights in New York City. And then we dipped off and um, headed up the coast. Stayed at this guy, Dick Hump's house, who had a move. Dick Kump, who moved his uh, he moved his house into his favorite place in the world. He said, he yeah, literally like two, took the house part by part and moved it. There's two but, lighthouses in his back. His name is Dick Hump. Yeah, Dick, Dick Richard Hump. Hump. So yeah. this is his backyard. You gotta dude. get him on the show. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, this Dick is his backyard. Lighthouses. That's pretty. That's pretty special. In a hot outdoor shower, you could shower and like just stare oh. at the bay. Right. That fucking looks nice. Dude, it was sick. <laughs> this in New York or Mass here? Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut. Or Connecticut, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and they kept flying up, dude. Then made it to the brewery we, we were trying to make it to the whole time. Right. The Treehouse like, Brewery. Andy, what the fuck? Why you want to take us like 80 miles out of the way? in the? It's like the more mountainous part of Massachusetts. It's not the Berkshires, but it's like, it's beautiful. Whatever. But then you have the beer and like half the beer in, you got a sweet buzz. You're like, this is why we did this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we finally made it to Boston, you know, two days later. Boston. Made it to Boston, end of the yeah. trip. Ended up doing 4,769 miles in 86 days. Damn. Wow. And uh, hung out there with my sister-in-law, um, Sarah for two or three days and then i took the train back and jeff stayed right yeah I stayed for like 10 days because i was a groomsman at john's wedding our buddy because i told him yeah. i was like he's like jeff i'm getting married i was like okay i'll, I'll see you there i'm gonna ride my bike from san francisco and, <laughs> and then we did the wedding and i think i moved in wait so i saw you at john's wedding and yeah. i that w it must have been like you had just finished the ride right then. Those ten days were like some of that was a good, that was fun time. Just like wow. meeting all John's friends and like uh, exploring Boston and shit. It was a lot of fun. But so then, like, I mean, I've heard whispers, but like, is the next trip actually going down from San Diego to Mexico? Is that for real? Right now, it's the plan is on. I mean. I guess we're waiting on Jeff to buy his plane ticket. As long as the man doesn't shut us down. I was going to say, does the virus in impact this at all? No. I mean, honestly, the virus, like, there's 23,000 confirmed cases in all of Baja. Oh, that's chill. That's like nothing. There's so much better to be there than it is to be here. There's like 250,000 in Colorado. Mean, it's distant. We're not like... Uh, we're not hanging out with people, you know? Unless so, we're just yeah. like petri yeah. is spreading it but i just <laughs> yeah. got tested it here in massachusetts for free you can get tested and you'll get your results in like 12 hours yeah so yeah right now the plan's on i've been getting my bike ready we're supposed to leave on christmas day i told my oh, brother <laughs> that he has to fix it my bike yeah so you're gonna leave from san diego christmas day leave yeah, well, we're driving from, we're, I'm picking Jeff up in Sacramento, I'm renting a car, and we're driving to San Diego, crash the night, and then leave on the 26th morning. Try to get 50, 60 miles past Tijuana, 
And then Before we get off this call, Andy, like because because you've been you've been so informative and shared so much with us in like we could we could probably go another two hours here, but like, <laughs> dude, what the fuck is pushing you to do all this? Like, where do I don't you know, dude. Just like it. When you get back from that trip, you have like this sense of like I don't like nothing I'm doing means anything. For me, at least, it's like that. That was probably the most like, impactful thing I've done in my life. So everything you do after that, you go to work every year, you're like, this fucking sucks, you know? <laughs> like, what did I do today? I fucking push buttons all day. Hmm. So you just have that in your head forever. And you're like, I want to do it again. And I love riding bikes, you know? Like, those are, like, the memories you, you like, think about often. So why not just keep them going? All the fucking people that you meet, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a constant reaffirmation that, like, the world is a good place. And, like, humans inherently care about each other. Mm. it's just like obvious yeah in Baja's one I just like I love Baja um I've been wanting to do like a van trip down there forever and it makes sense to bike it it's like real simple directions um time off from like work is a big one right I don't want to quit my job again so like how could I get three weeks off and it's like Christmas okay well Christmas that x is out anything north of like Arizona as far as touring mm -hmm. for weather right so like gotta go south and Baja is like perfect. Like, what be fucking 80 degrees every day, like mild weather. So yeah, that's supposed to be like, I think it'll be between a thousand and twelve hundred miles, and we're gonna do it in like three weeks, hopefully. Wow. Yeah. You're a beast. I'm excited. I'm excited to get back on the bike and I'm out of shape, so it'll be fun. <laughs> But you'll have all that mountain, you're all like acclimated, so that'll that'll help you out for, for a few days. Yeah, the altitude will help. I've been mountain biking a bunch, and yeah, just not to, it's different though. Like, I don't have like the long hours on the bike anymore, just like the really tough hour and a half. I would really like to see like some sort of compiled piece from you of, uh, you know, just of the trip. I mean, you have so much good stuff, even just on that Instagram page. And I mean, if you wanted to collab or anything, please let me know. I'd be happy to see that through it just it's such a good story dude especially if yeah. you like the first of like you know many of these rides you're about to like start stacking up over the years i mean who knows but yeah i mean hopefully just trying to put out a book on it or something he's been writing Got something about it. every day hyped up at least in new york which to me is fine uh but just looking for a medium to put it out on do i want to make a website and do it or uh print something out i don't know yeah some one of these days i'll get to it <laughs> oh wait you guys got to see this neighborhood cat that just like comes in the house <laughs> the hood cat yo this was like this was an epic deep dive on the ride you guys i mean we could do a deep dive on just andy and your travels at burning man and uh Wally Bear and his adventures of uh, being a crypto millionaire at 30. <laughs> but, but I like, know, I'm lost uh, it all in an hour. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, this was like it's such an epic episode. Seriously. Are, yeah. Are you still handing out ETH? Are you still the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. for every listener? Sure. Make it rain, Jeff. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, having us. I'm excited. Yeah, to do it. A lot of fun. Let's do another one when you guys get back from uh, Baja. We'll we'll do another dive on that. Especially it'll it'll be fresh in y'all's minds. So I think that'll be a fun one too. Oh yeah. Pleasure to meet you, Aaron. Yeah, yeah nice too, to meet man. you guys too.